week's new Wales Cup Mason Grady tick in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Also another talented youngster, Scarlets and Wales outside half Sam Costello reflects on his last 12 months. And we find out what's really going on at the Welsh breakdown in the Six Nations. But first, last Saturday may have ended in defeat to England, but it was still a massive occasion for centre Mason Grady and his family, winning his first cap ten years after his brother, Corey Allen. This week he met the Welsh press to describe what it was like making his debut at the Principality Stadium. There are 70,000 people, which is, uh, yeah, surreal. Dream come true, really. Watching Wales v England is probably one of the biggest games especially for, for a Welshman. To be able to experience that, yeah, it's uh, just amazing. would love to experience it all again. Your brother obviously spoke about Corey Allen. What did he tell you about international rugby, the difference, having been through that himself? Didn't talk too much about the experience, just told me to just go out and enjoy it and just impose my game on them, really. Just back myself. So I had his full support on the day. Was it much quicker than you experienced before? Uh, yeah, just a lot more pressure, less time on ball, less less time to make decisions in defence as well. So yeah, very different to what I experienced at club level, but thought I dealt with it pretty well. Playing with Joe Hawkins then the twenties level, does that help that partnership? Yeah, I suppose so. We know each other play, so I just put my trust in Joe, let him do his thing, and he let me do mine. So we know each other play, and I really do enjoy playing with him. Build up to the game, knowing you could when you first came forward with everything that was off the field. What was that like last week? I didn't expect to play against England, so when I did find out, it was just crack on with that then. So just put that behind us and play against England. Did you let all the off the field thing the other people deal with that? Yeah, uh, there's a lot more boys, way more experienced than me, so they, they know what they're doing. And I just back them to make the right decisions. You want more caps now? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I just want to just go up from here now. I've made my first cap and just want to experience more and more and uh, yeah, get a few more caps. Just wondering when you were in the 20s, did you and Joe sit down at any point and say, oh, wouldn't it be great if we played together for Wales and could you have imagined it coming so soon? Uh, yeah, it was a moment. <coughs> Me, Dav, Chris and Joe sat down and we were like, it'd be amazing to play in the next World Cup and to be able to play in the Six Nations before the World Cup is pretty mad to be able to play with those boys. Yeah. And could you have imagined it coming so soon? No, to be honest, I didn't expect it. I just wanted to get myself in the in the Cardiff team, to be honest. So, yeah, to be able to get a cap with those boys is amazing. How much do you feel, having got that under your belt, if you like, you can actually, if selected, try and step up a grade in the uh, Italy and France games? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I, I, I don't know if I'm playing yet, so uh, just focusing on training at the moment, trying to better myself in training. So hopefully I'll get the chance, but... It is what it is. Coming out of the 20s, there's a fairly famous centre partnership in Jamie Roberts, Jonathan Davis, similar statures to the two of you. They lasted a long time together. Is that a that a hope for you and Joe to have a few years together? To, to even be compared to those two is incredible. So, yeah, we'll, we'll try our best to do anything close to what they've done. What is it, 20 games for Cardiff? And, you know, yeah. so, so young. But having been in this environment, how has it changed your mentality? Does it mean you just realise how much more you've got to learn to get further ahead? Uh, yeah, coming in here watching like, how boys train, how, how intense they train and how much 
they do off the field as well, just in terms of analysis and stuff. It has made me think just those are the things I need to be doing better and uh, to keep improving my game. So it's, it's great to be able to learn off the likes of George and Dan Bigger and stuff. Because you'd have watched all these players for so many years <laughs> as a kid, I guess, wouldn't you? remember playing the 2011 World Cup video game and playing with all those. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's pretty mad to be able yeah. to learn off them now. I was at your first game for Cardiff when you were 17, Cardiff RFC, that is. And it didn't go great that day. Then you go off to uh, Pont de Prix yeah. and find your feet and you do quite well to have a shoulder injury or whatever. But in a very short space of time, you've developed very rapidly. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty vital to have those experiences in the in the Premiership. I'm just grateful for the opportunity, really, back then, and all the boys behind me. Very glad to have had that opportunity back then. Because you haven't got many games under your belt at senior level, have you? No, I've obviously been out for a year with a ACL injury, so yeah. that's obviously lost me a few games. But if you get a run together now, hopefully I'm just yeah take a game at a time now, not looking too far ahead. Which school did you go to? Bromaganog, no. played for uh, Barry and Panath. I think it was your mum that we saw the two pictures that she posted. Yeah. I think I'm correct in saying that. Yeah. Um, when you sort of look at them side by side, does that really show you the progression you've made? I guess how do you look at those two? It's crazy to see them. I guess. Honestly, if it feels like yesterday that that picture was taken. I was watching my brother make his debut. It's pretty mad seeing those photos now. Immensely proud, really. I had about 15 family members there. So to let them see me uh, get my first cap was amazing. And when you played the video games, who was your, uh, with 2011, who were sort of the players that you... I just passed it to Shane Williams and let him run around everything. <laughs> he's touched on George Hawthorne, he was captain 18, you're 20. Is he a player that you, obviously, similar physical size, is he someone that you've, you've sort of looked at particularly closely as you've been coming through and what he's achieved? Uh, yeah, definitely. To be able to learn off him and the things he does on the field are amazing so he's a very good role model for me especially he's been very helpful as well he's just been telling me all little things that I need to do better and taking me aside and working on little things so how many other caps have you got in, the, in your family is it basketball caps uh, yeah so my, my mother played for GB basketball in Wales and my other brother played for Wales basketball as well so you have an under 16 cap as well yeah so how, how close was that decision at one point in rugby or basketball? Uh, it's always been rugby for me, to be honest. So it wasn't a hard decision. Growing up, I just tried to do as many sports as I could and just keep fit and uh, just love being around my mates and playing sport. And it really can be that simple. One of the areas against England which functioned sometimes, but not all the time, was the breakdown. The foundation of good attacking play. Assistant coach Jonathan Thomas described his role with the Wales squad. Incredibly honoured and privileged to be here. Uh, grateful for the opportunity from Gats. It was the pinnacle for me as a player to play for my country and the same as a coach. So proud to be here. But obviously it's like someone said to me when you're a player, it's one thing getting selected, it's another thing doing well in the jersey. And it's the same mindset as a coach, isn't it? It's one thing getting the opportunity, it's another thing making sure you add value. That's what obviously what I've intended to do. It's a good group of players to work with. As we all know, there's been some adversity for the players in the last few weeks, so that's been challenging for them. But I'm enjoying enjoying my role. You could have anticipated adversity when you said yes, could you, about what it's been like the last few weeks? Well, it's the landscape of rugby a little bit at the moment. I've obviously been involved in English rugby 
for the last few years and there's huge adversity over there with the, with the clubs as well. So it comes with the territory a little bit. Now, you can't always predict the future, but it's where rugby is a little bit at the moment. Rugby goes through these cycles. I think my first cap in 2003 was off the back of a disappointing Six Nations. The players threatened to strike. So there's like, you know, it's almost a little bit like history is repeating itself. And I think you tend to have rugby as indeed any business, any sport, I guess. There's peaks and troughs. There's politics come into it now and again. And it's just where we're at. Is it ideal? No. Obviously, I don't get involved in any of that stuff. It's not, you know, it's none of my business. Uh, in my position, it's for the players and the union and uh, you know the various people that are involved in those those discussions. All I can do is be positive, be upbeat, and bring good energy to my role and, and try and be there for the players if they need me. There's a lot of young players in this squad. You were a young player in that squad, as you name. How do they deal with that, and how do you sort of guide them? Because it's something new to you. I don't think you have to worry about the young players. One of the best things about being a young player is there's some sometimes there's some naivety. And that can be a great thing sometimes because naivety, you know, you don't always think about the consequences of what potentially can go wrong or can go right. So we've got some impressive young men coming through who obviously Gats has given some opportunities to. And I think that's one of the positives so far is we can be excited about the future of some of those players, especially going through, you know, into the World Cup and certainly hopefully the next five to ten years of Welsh rugby, you know. Fundamentally, what is your role? Contact area in attack and line of defence, more defence. I think rugby these days, coaching is about co-coaching. You know, gone of the days of really of working in, in isolation, coaching in silos. So there's always crossover at the moment in modern day coaching. So, but primary focus is, uh, is contact area and line up more defence. But also it's supporting the other coaches, facilitating, helping those guys and any individual things I can help the players with, really. How can you turn this around and how can you get that vital that and get that first win in this tournament to sort of kickstart the rest of the year with the World Cup? Hard work, cohesion, being aligned. Us as coaches, management, obviously from, from Gats down, being really clear about our identity on and off the field, how we want this environment, certainly on the field, our identity on the field, but our culture off the field being really clear about what the expectations are, the standards, and then working together. It's a collaboration, isn't it? Coaching and, and playing. Working hard at the basics, some of the things that have let us down, you know. Yeah, I think international rugby, margins are really small. It's like when you win, you're never as good as you think, and when you lose, you're never as bad as you think. In Welsh rugby, we've been here before, and you're never as far away from turning the corner as perhaps, you know, potentially people from the outside think you are. I think it's important that we stay we stay focused on on ourselves naturally in sport and so there should be this there's external noise. That's always going to be the case. It comes with being a professional player and that's fine. But it's important you worry about the things you can control as a player. Focus on getting better individually and collectively as as a team. Wales haven't lost in Rome for sixteen years. How important do you avoid that this time around and what do you make of this Italian side compared with maybe the last couple of, couple of years? You saw what Italy did to Wales last March. Um, oh, first question, what do I think of this Italian side? I think it's probably one of the best I've seen. I think Warby uh, came out and apologised, didn't he, for um, maybe writing off the Italians a few years ago. And it's really impressive how they've grown and developed and obviously they've had some consistency there. 
we know there's going to be a tough challenge. It's always tough going to Italy, despite what people may think. They're a proud, proud group of players, always have been, and they're physical. They look like they're well coached at the moment, well drilled, and it's going to be a tough test. I think for us, we can't be afraid of failure. You know, we can't fear failure because it's it's one of those things. Once you start thinking about, oh gosh, what happens if this, and then you get into you tie yourself in knots. It's staying focused on us, us getting better. To capture it in a really simplistic way, we always want to play with passion. When you pull the the three feathers on, it's about representing your country, putting smiles on people's faces, and doing the jersey proud. How does that manifest itself in its performance? You know, what does that look like? It looks like big collisions, line speed, huge energy, work right off the ball, being physical in our carries, taking opportunities when they come. The modern game at the moment, some of it is just around work ethic. You know, most of the game, if you look at how important the work rate and the kick chase is at the moment and around the contact area and all those things. So the game is, isn't more complicated, really. Now we've lacked a little bit of cohesion in times on the field where we've perhaps played a little bit in isolation, which sometimes causes you problems. So what I would say about the players and the staff, whilst performances and results haven't been what they've wanted, they've worked incredibly hard on the training field. And you've mentioned 2003 a couple of times. There was a lot of negativity around the team at that time. I can remember it like it was yesterday. And all we did is focus on working hard in training and eventually we turned we turned the ship around, and um, which led to a, a better, decent World Cup. And then there were some good days ahead thereafter. So it's no different for any team, is it, really? I'm just wondering what your assessment of the breakdown is. There are a couple of key issues at the end of the first yeah. half, a couple of turnovers. You look at yeah. the speed of ball Ireland are getting faster than anyone else. I think Scotland a second. How far away from that are Wales at the moment in the breakdown? The breakdown is sometimes viewed exclusively as how quickly the two arriving players can get there to clean out the ball carrier. The best breakdown comes from being really connected in attack. A good attack usually leads to good breakdown. And where we're at a little bit at the moment with our attack is we don't perhaps have the cohesion that we will we'll definitely get there. But we're, we're sometimes we're a little bit one up. I think if you see the one where Toby gets turned over just before half time, maybe goes on his own, doesn't have the support with him. So all of those are sort of like cohesion issues, not necessarily breakdown issues per se, if that makes sense. It's a bit like, you know, the old song, love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. It's a bit like that, isn't it? You need good attack, which leads to good breakdown. Good breakdown leads to quick ball, which leads to good attack. And that is, again, it's not coaching one thing. It's not solved with a, a magic drill. It's solved with good attack, the urgency in the race to the breakdown, good body height, and having a clear understanding of what we want to achieve in that area. I think our ball retention and our speed of ball in our first two games was equal to or better than the two teams we played against. I don't think that has necessarily been an issue up until perhaps the England game. I think we got turned over, we got jackaled, turned over six times, but we turned them over five times. There was definitely moments in that game where we lacked some urgency, but also there was times where we were perhaps attacking as individuals, which can be problematic to the breakdown. So you can probably summarise it as a, I wouldn't say it's a mindset issue for the players, I'd say it's a, more of a cohesion issue at the moment. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. And that's 
clearly an improving area, hopefully more to come against Italy. Back at regional level, it's been a great period for the Scarlets and outside half Sam Costello, who reacted to being left out of the Wales squad in positive fashion. So what does he make of the current Scarlets form? A lot of it could be a little bit of momentum. I think we had a bit of a, obviously the change of competition in Europe um, sort of give us a good foothold and we sort of just built from there, to be honest. I think as a side, we've grown and, yeah, we've grown in, in defence. We look a lot more harder to score against and I think that sort of set our platform then to attack from. So, yeah, I think momentum and just, yeah, it's been good. Obviously, um, I'm sure you, you were disappointed not to be in the Six Nations squad. I think just for me personally, I think I'm still young and I obviously enjoy my time in camp and I've got a lot of learnings from camp and where I want to go and where I want to be. So, yeah, for me, I think my goals and I think I just want to keep improving. Um, it's been good to, to get some results down on the Scarlets and, and just keep playing well and just keep trying to be a better version of myself, really. Yeah, are you happy with um, how much you've progressed since you've been at the Scarlets, Sam? You seem to be getting better every time you're, you're playing. You seem very confident uh, on the field. Yeah, I think you can always improve. No one's perfect, but yeah, especially as a youngster, it's, it's really exciting because... There's always room for improvement in everyone's game. So for me personally, I think, yeah, you can just keep getting better. And I think that's the aim for me is every day, just getting that a little bit better and see where it can take you. Is that World Cup squad the the goal for you in, in the short term, playing well so you can sort of force your way in, into Wales contention? Yeah, I think, yeah. But I think that's the goal for every player playing in Wales, I think. Yeah, of course you want to be there, but I think the, yeah, for me, my goal at the minute is just playing well for the Scarlets. If you look at it, the first nine games, one win. Last nine games, eight wins. So it's been a real massive turnaround. Is part of that the momentum that comes with confidence? I mean, you went away to South Africa as well. I guess you bonded as a bit over there. But what, what do you think it's been down to? A little, yeah, I think a little bit of his momentum. You get that first win and then maybe the second win, you think you, you get a little bit of confidence in the side and... Yeah, it sort of builds from there, to be honest with you. Uh, passes seem to stick a little bit easier. And I don't think there's a magic formula, but I think sometimes it just clicks. I think as a side, we're not, we know we're not where we want to be. We can always keep improving. And I think that's been the biggest thing in training for the last couple of weeks is that getting better every day as a side. And yeah, then the results will come from there. Dwayne said that, you know, you're obviously still a young man, but you've been showing leadership when you've been on the field and I guess in training as well. I mean, is that something you've set out to do, to be more vocal? Or what would you say the things you have been working on over the last few months that you try to bring into your game? On the field and off the field, it's just trying, as a tennis, obviously your voice and trying to be a leader in that side. So as a young man, it can be hard trying to speak to <laughs> some older men, but that's your job at the end of the day. And I think... Yeah, starting to speak in meetings and starting to speak in huddles and stuff. Yes, yeah, it's, it's obviously tough, but it's something that you've got to keep growing. And yeah, especially as a young player, that's sort of the, you sort of grow into the role a little bit. But to be honest, it's been brilliant that Dwayne and all the coaches have given me the the license and they've said, just go and be yourself and try and well, go and lead the team. So I think, yeah, it's been great and I've loved it, to be honest with you. Wondering how you reflect on the last 10, 12 months. I've loved the last 12 months. It's been great. I'm still a young, I'm a a youngster at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, as long as I keep working hard, what will be will be. But yeah, I think Dwayne's been great. He's been telling me obviously work-ons and 
yeah, that's all I can do is just keep playing well. And I've loved it. I've been learning and I've had a look, I've had a taste of what it can be like. And yeah, I want to keep going, but can always improve. News from the Wales Women's Camp. And of course, I look forward to the Italian in next week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye.